So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now, for the review of the day. All right, I got one here on the Real Estate Rockstars Facebook group. Pat, you are the best. Love the way you deconstruct the agents and get valuable information for new agents like me, Avatar Singh. Thank you, Avatar. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast, so give me a one-star review if you want or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. All right, Rockstar Nation, I have a super returning guest. Been wanting to get this guy back for a while. Coming from Seattle, Washington, got Mr. Aaron Hendon on the phone. Aaron, how you doing, boss? Pat, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back. I'm really, really looking forward to this. Hey, why don't you tell our Rockstar Nation a little bit about you, Aaron, so they can get to know you better. Sure. I am a uh, realtor in Seattle, Washington. I'm an author. I'm a speaker, an educator. Um, I got into the business, I, I, I think it's my fifth year, so I'm sort of new, a little bit green, but gives me a whole fresh perspective on how the things run. And, um, you know, I live on a small island off the coast of Seattle, which sounds so romantic. I always use it as a selling point. I love that. My, I'm married, got two kids, um, and I, I love the business. I love the business of real estate. I love being with the people in this kind of a transaction, and uh, I love the entrepreneurial nature of it. It's so cool. You can build whatever you want. You can go whichever direction you want. It's so much fun. It is. The sky's the limit. I mean, that's it the thing really about is. Real, estate, uh, real estate sales, especially investing too, is the sky is the limit as far as you want to take it. What, yep. um, what's your small island called? A Vashon, Washington. Vashon Island. No kidding. What, like how big is it? Uh, it's about the size of Manhattan physically, and it's got about 10,000 people on it. So, oh, okay. All right. You know, cool. So it's very sparsely populated. It's a bunch of... Hippies and artists and redneck. that sounds like my island. I I um I, I moved three years ago. My wife and I moved to Folly Beach, South Carolina, which is right mm -hmm. outside of Charleston, and it's a six mile. It's much smaller. It's six mile, six miles long, and uh, uh -huh. it's kind of cool. Same sort of thing. There's all these random like people on here that, uh, mm -hmm. like you said, like hippies and <laughs> and random people walking down the road that well, you don't usually see where where I where we're from. And but it but it's kind of neat to live on an island, except for when the Wi-Fi goes out or the utilities go out. But other than that, it's, uh, it's kind of neat living on an island. It is. I mean, we, we got to deal with the boats all the time because it really is. There's no driving onto this island. It's all ferries. Really? You oh, got to yeah. take a ferry. Yeah. I take a ferry every day. So Washington State has the largest operating most cars ferry system in the, in the world. It's uh, considered part of the highway system out here. Car tabs, yeah. Car tabs huh. pay for the ferry system. Huh. Yes. I'll have to check it out, yeah. It's, it's totally fun. It's great. I love it. I love it. All right, cool. So, um, well, let's, let's get into real estate. So, yeah. all right. So, tell me about your company. Tell me about yourself, your business, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. 
Sure. Uh, I am a, a Keller Williams agent. I'm a part of a team. Uh, my uh, team leader is Christine Robertson, and I you know, basically started a team with her. When I decided to make the leap into real estate, I said, all right, Christine, I, she's a baller, and it's been a baller forever. And I said, all right, well, I'm ready to join your team. And she said, well, I don't have a team. And I said, well, you do now. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, so uh, we started a team together, and it's her name because she's got the name in Seattle. So I just hooked my wagon to her. And um, we got about five or six agents now. We're about to double it. She's got a coach, and her, her mission, her one thing is recruit, you know. And uh, that's that. And um, so I, I'm just, you know, I help in develop the team in any way I can. I run lead gen for my squad and do all the prospecting. And yeah, so, you know, we did, I did uh, 20 sides last year, uh, which was down for a little bit down from the year before, because I took some time off to, to write this book, but uh, just, you know, it's a good, solid, solid team, solid business. I think overall, I think, I don't know what the team did overall in terms of volume, but probably around 65, 70 sides, something like that. Okay. And, and so, What's your average sale price there? Five uh, median sales price in Seattle. Medium home sale price is around seven fifty. My median price is five hundred thousand. I did twenty. I because I, I prepped for the show, Pat. All I right, good. What do you got? Yeah, what yeah, was your right. What was your ego commission income? Okay, three hundred and ten k was e, was my ego commission income on ten point three million. Okay. Okay. So ten point three million in sales. So on twenty units, ten million is five hundred k. Three hundred ten thousand. Of which I took home 130 uh, for 42 percent. Okay, you know, so uh, you know that that includes my split with the team and yeah, anything right. extra that I, you know, my split with the team and K Dub, and uh, and uh, anything extra that I decide because I'm a shiny object guy. So the team pays for most of my leads, most of right. it pays for all that stuff. I mean, you know. I don't pay them 50% commission. I outsource all the stuff I don't want to do. Transaction coordinator, all that stuff. And um, so that's 42% profit. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know majority of your business is uh, repeat and referral, right? Yeah, sphere. Mostly sphere. 60% is uh, referral, sphere, stuff like that. Right. So solid business. So, all right. So um, you've been getting a lot of press lately because you came out with this book, Mm-hmm. And part of the book was the seven questions that every seller should ask every a listing agent, which I know mm-hmm. a lot of people have been wanting uh, from all over the country. So will you tell me a little bit about that story. Tell me about the book, uh, mm-hmm. what you're doing there. Yeah, well, one of the things that got me, so as a newer agent, I, I don't know how things are supposed to go, right? When I first got in, I'm like, all right, let's go. So I get into listing appointments and um no one ever asked me. First of all, no one ever really, really interviewed me. I mean, they'd say they were talking to several agents, but, you know, I've been interviewed for jobs before and they interview you. They have a list of questions and they sit you down and they ask you these questions right. and they take notes. When you interview an agent, it's really kind of like the, the agent just coming on, putting on a song and dance. They don't, totally. they don't really, I mean, the only questions they have, if you don't cover them are what's your commission and what do you think I should sell it for? They totally. might ask where are you going to market it? But other yes. than that, those are the three things. That's it. That's it. And they have, and frankly, they have no way to compare. Like, what's my marketing plan? One of the things I write in the book is that's a question people don't need to ask because what, how do you, like I lost the listing once because the person that won it has a kiosk in the mall. And the guy thinks that's a great idea is to have a kiosk in the mall. <laughs> and, except I'm like, all right, well, maybe that is, look, you know, Tom, that could in fact be a great 
point, maybe I should look into it, but what's their sales to list price ratio? And how much over asking price did they get? How many days on market? Well, I, I don't know. All right, well, how do you know that yeah, that's right. a better you marketing plan? You really know anything. It's kind of like interviewing for a job and, and not going into, well, where's your degree from? What was your GPA? What's your degree in? Just saying, I'm a college grad. Right. I mean, it's, it's like general versus specific. And that's, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about because yeah. I think that a lot of people don't understand the power of general versus specific. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a way that anybody can win listing appointments is to go specific versus general. When I say anybody, I mean, new agents, I mean, agents that sell 10 houses a year that have been in business five years and they're competing against an agent's been in business 30 years and sells 600 houses a year. Your general versus specific is huge. I mean, huge. it's just, it's just huge. I know that I've had people on a show before that have referenced uh, this and, and we're going to get into the seven questions. I assume sure. this, this one you just said is one of the questions, right? Yes. What, mm -hmm. Tell me the exact question. The, what's your list to sales price ratio and how what does is that your list to sale price ratio? And how does that compare to the average in the market? You know, so right now, for example, in Seattle, the average, just if you take King County, the county I live in, the average right off the MLS is 100.2% of asking price. That's, that means the average agent, the average house sells for just over asking price. Now, some sell for 10, 12% over asking, some sell for under. And you can get that for neighborhoods. The MLS yeah. has all that information. So compared to average, What's yours? So the down market, you'd be below. Or in a price point, like luxury, you're going to be below. Okay, no problem. How does that come? You need to have some reference, though. So you got to know your numbers. You got to know the yeah. market statistics. And most people don't. Most agents, frankly, Pat, not news to you, right? The, the, look, real estate has the lowest bar to entry of any profession in the world, right? Two weeks and $2,000 gets you a license, right? The guy that cuts your hair <laughs> has study for a thousand hours, right? Yeah. So, right, yeah. so anybody can do this and people come in and they don't really know the market. They don't know the statistics. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool. An item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox, full of items of utility simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox that's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999 that's toolbox to 444-999 So that's the question. What's your list price, that's, list that's, sales price ratio? So, you know, I was talking with somebody about this, another agent, right? And they were, they, they referenced 
they made a great analogy, and this is not a political statement. This is a reality of po political strategy, okay? This is what Donald Trump did to win the election, and, and they posed it like this. They said, you know, a lot of people would, would come out with generalizations about why you should not vote for Trump. Right? He was racist. He was That's sexist, right. right? That sort of thing. So what he did is he immediately took people – and, and had them hold up signs that said women for Trump, gays for Trump, right. blacks for Trump, Hispanics for Trump. So that, and, and he put them strategically in his you know, front row so that when he spoke, you saw these signs with oh. the Hispanic guy holding it. And so he created a specific, even if it was just one, a specific Hispanic for Trump. And then when you saw him speak, that generalization basically is a strategic way to, to, to crunch it. And so, right. so they were saying that by asking what's your list price to sale price ratio as a new agent or as an agent that hasn't done much and you're going up against an agent who sold a thousand houses and they come in and they say, oh, I, you know, I sell 10 houses a month or I, I sold 300 houses last year. Again, a generalization, right? It's just... Mm -hmm. It's just they're just pulling it out of their butt, right? It just they may have sold three hundred houses, but it, it doesn't really mean anything, right? Uh -huh. Other than they sold, you know, they're using that as um, I'm the big man on campus or whatever. Yes. It's an ego thing, and then and then if you bring in your average list price to sell price and happen to have theirs because you know they're gonna they're they're comp you're competing against them, you will almost all the time beat an agent that sold a hundred houses. If you've only sold 20 because you've been involved in every transaction, whereas someone who sold hundreds or thousand houses has all these team members that have have caused his list price to sell his or her list price to sell price mm -hmm. to be lowered. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, nobody's good as the rainmaker usually. Right. right. You always have new agents that are going to throw off your average and overpriced crap on a team. And it just mm -hmm. is what it is. So totally. That, that's how they win. They're like, holy dirt. You know, his is 94% for his entire team, and yours is 98% just for you. You're, you're beating generalizations with specifics. Does, does this make sense? Totally, Pat. I mean, you know, I've done that at listing appointments. I've said, great, well, tell me the person that just came in here. Or tell me the, let me see that agent. We'll look them up on the MLS right now, and we'll take a look at their track record against mine, and if theirs is better, then, you know, I, you'll like progressive insurance. You'll be able to see it. You should hire them. That would be a great call for you. I'm not trying to skew this. I just want you to know there, is a, there is a thing called a track record. There is a thing called a track record and an agent can give you that track record. It's not mysterious. It's not, you know, you can actually ask for it and get it. Hey, it's, it's, like, it's like going back to the job interview without asking what the GPA was. Oh, yeah, I graduated from Harvard, but I got a 1-6. That's right. You know, <laughs> Or, you know, nobody hires anyone without, do you have experience? That's the question. Do you have experience? Except, yeah, I sold 120 houses, but good. But maybe they were all foreclosures or, uh, I'll tell you what. So right. I, yeah, yeah. I was going to get, a, again, another listing appointment. And it's a guy that uh, has to sell his house to be able to buy the house I was selling. So I was like, all right, I'll pitch you for selling your house. And he, but his neighbor is an agent and his brother-in-law is an agent. So I got almost no shot at this, right? I'm not like... I'm not going to get in between his family and his brother. Right, yeah, yeah. So I said, all right, well, give me the names of your neighbor and your uh, brother-in-law. Let me look up their statistics, and I'll tell you which of the two 
would more likely produce the result. And sure enough, his neighbors sold like 12 houses, all in his price range, which is a million plus. And, you know, solid, I couldn't compete with this guy. Got it. And, he, and his brother-in-law has sold like eight houses in the last year, none of them over a million dollars, none of them over $500,000. And I was like, dude, you got to talk to your wife because you cannot hire your brother-in-law. Oh, you just can't. I mean, look, there's no way he's going to be able to do it as well as your neighbor. It's just not going to happen. The statistics would be. Well, that's a good way, too. And hopefully next time it'll work out in your favor. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. you know, no, it's good because you could go, you know, especially if you know going in, right, that let's say it's a townhouse, right? And then mm-hmm. you're going in and you go, man, I sold, you know, I've sold 40 townhouses in my career and you bring a list of them all. Mm-hmm. And then you know you're going against ABC, who specializes in million-dollar, you know, luxury listings. Yep. You'd be like, you know, quite frankly, he hadn't sold a townhouse in, since, you know, 2006, you know. Again, specifics yeah. versus general. He may That's have right. sold 300 houses or she may – her team may have sold 300 houses. But if, you know, if they're not selling in that price range personally, then specifics the versus general wins every time. Absolutely. I'm 100% with you, Pat. Okay, well, what's the second question you should always ask? Let's see. The, I, I like the question about uh, commissions because it brings up their sort of penchant for discount brokers and allows you to have a conversation with someone about what a discount really means. Very, right? very, very uncomfortable because people don't want to, agents just want to go in and assume that everybody uh, is offering the same commission. And uh, think that if they bring it up, that they're going to go, oh, you mean I can get a discount? Right. Except at this point, Pat, you know as well as I do, there's no one who – I don't know what it's like in other markets, so I can't say. But, you know, Redfin is huge here. Discount brokers is all these brand new fangled pay one fee, all this kind of stuff. So I think most people know that there's discount brokerages that exist. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So I'm not worried about bringing it up. So let's, fact, let's I, just I want assume. to preemptively bring it up. So what is the question then? The question is, what's your, I think a seller should ask, what's your commission? And That's I, it, flat out. Flat what, what is your commission? Yeah, I think a seller should ask that because it's going to be their money. And I think it's a job interview. And I think the seller should want it. absolutely needs to know how much am I paying you for your service. And, and you know what else a seller should ask is, how much are you keeping and what are you co-oping? Yeah, all that I mean, stuff can come up in my answer. At the end of the day, you know, they could say my commission is X and then keep 70% of that and co-op 30% of, of that and, and it's really doing a disservice. You know, do, <laughs> you, know, you want to set them up. You say, you know, are you co-oping an equal or better commission? Yeah, I, I think all of that stuff, whatever you want to use to sell it, right? But it, I use it as an opportunity to then distinguish, okay, I, I, I get 3%, okay? And we're going to give this the buyer 3%. So it's likely to cost you 6%. We can discuss the, how much you want to bring the, pay for the buyer in a minute. But let's talk about discount brokerages because I know someone's going to come in here after me and offer you one of these stupid 1% listing fee things or blah, blah, blah. Let's You bring it up. Oh, yeah. I, I, want, I, I don't want someone coming in after me. I want to plant the time bomb. I think I got that from your show. Someone plant the time bomb. <laughs> yeah, Dan Grieb does it in, um, in my certified listing agent course. Yeah. Like uh, landmines. Landmines. There landmines. it is. Yeah, a landmine. So landmines on a it. listing appointment. Uh, plug for CLA. Go to rebusuniversity.com and 
and then or go to YouTube, I think, because I actually put it up on YouTube, Rebus University on the YouTube page on Rebus University. Um, Dan Greeb does a, a thing about leaving the landmine. So go yeah. ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Well, the landmine is this. Look, what's it? So listen, some discount broker is going to come in here and claim to give you a, a better, you know, you're going to pay less. But really, do you care how much you pay or you care how much you walk away with at the end of the deal, Mr. Seller? I care about how much I walk away with the end of the deal. So let's talk about what a discount means. A discount means one of two things in business. This isn't a real estate thing. This is a business thing. In business, people give a discount, one, if they are overstocked on something or they're going to make it up on volume in some way, right? Like an Amazon, a Costco or something like that, that you, they give discounts because they need a smaller margin because they have more people. So if you want to be one of those little toilet rolls on those 50 toilet roll things you buy at Costco, discounts are good, right? Don't know that I'm looking for a discount when I'm getting my you know, brain surgery or a lawyer, a defense lawyer, or a realtor. I don't know discount. Making up on volumes the way you want to go. Second reason people give a discount is because they market the market where they're selling the product won't pay full price. That's a discount. Like they can't sell the thing for full price. And I'd like you to consider that agent, the human being that's sitting there across from you, if they offer a discount, Pat, they wouldn't take, they would not be asking you for 1% if they could get 3%. Mm. Mm. Would they? Why would they accept? I, I'm asking for 3% because I can get it because I'm worth it because I just showed you my statistics that show I get 5% more than other agents. And now a word about Rebus University, the future of real estate training from Buddy Blake of Wilmington, North Carolina. Hey, Pat, this is Buddy Blake with Remax Essential. Uh, it's been a little while since we talked, but I wanted to call you and thank you and your team at uh, Rebus University. We did the listing agent university and listing specialist course. I did it myself months ago, and I will tell you that that was one of the most informative systems I've ever done. It is meat and potato stuff versus the theoretical bullcrap that you see people say and do. And certainly you go to all these conventions and people show you all these whiz-bang new ideas. This was real in the trenches stuff. And uh, I use it myself. And you may not even know it, but we use it for my team. I have a team of about 10. And before I allow buyer agents to take on new listings and become listing agents per se, be able to do listings, they are required to go through this course. Also, we've expanded it out. I have five Remax offices and we've got over a hundred agents in our company and a good percentage of them are now taking this course as a training program, especially new agents that we onboard that are brand new into our system, we require them before they can go on their first listing appointment to take and pass this entire course. Uh, it is the best thing that's out there right now. If you're interested in your agents having a better closure ratio than any other agent competing in your market, go to hybendigital.com backslash teams to get group pricing Get every one of your agents certified like Buddy Blake does. So 
they're only asking 1% because that's all the market will bear for that person's services. So I'm offering 3%. So you're approaching it right, right then and there. You're right just, then and there. You're just uncovering it all. I mean, I mean, hey, hey, that's great. I love that. Okay. Okay. So what's the third question that all sellers should ask a, an agent on a listing appointment? Uh, I wanted to ask if they're a team or solo, right? And I'm a team, so I promote team. But if you're so a solo, you, so how are you going to take this? So let, let, let's take both sides of this for sure. the show. Sure. So are you a team or solo? And go ahead. You're, you're, I'm the seller, right? And I'm yeah. asking. Yeah. Aaron, are you uh, a team or solo? I'm a team. I'm a team. What it, can't What's be, the benefit? Yeah, the benefit for you, Pat, is it'd be impossible for one person to be all things to all sellers unless they only had one seller. <laughs> you know, all things to all clients unless they only had one client. So we have a, a, a staging specialist and we have a transaction coordinator and we have a marketing specialist and we have someone that runs the open houses. So we have people on the team that handle all different aspects because if I'm not available, you want to make sure your phone calls are returned, don't you? And yeah. you want to make sure someone's available, don't you? Yes. So we, ha we have a team of people that are available to do that. So I think a team is much more preferable. Okay. Then how do you handle it? Be devil's if advocate. If you were a solo agent, I'd say, agent. sure, no problem. I'm a solo agent, which means you have my undivided attention. Uh, that means that no matter what happens, I am your person. You are not going to get passed from person to person. And, if, and you, you really do want personalized service, don't you, Pat? Yes. Okay, good. Well, that's what I can provide you because no matter what happens in this transaction, I'm taking your hand today and I'm not letting go of it until this whole thing is done. It's going to be me all the way through. Somewhere. I love that. You know, you know what a great simple script is for that? Um, is uh, I, I heard somebody came on the show told me this. Uh, they said, "Aaron, uh, what's your cell phone number?" You know, and you, and you yeah. give me a cell phone number, right? Like you're the seller. I'm I'm the agent. Mm -hmm. And then they type it in their phone. They put the person's name in there, and they 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 um, call them, and they mm -hmm. say, "Now you got mine, right? Put my name in there." And they type in their name, whatever, right? Or they send them their contact. If you have an iPhone, you can mm -hmm. just press on it. It shows up on their, in their phone book. And then they say, okay, give me a call. And they call them. And they pick it up right away, like half a ring. <laughs> hey, Aaron, how you doing, buddy? How's it going? And they go, that is how it's going to be every single time you need something. You know? It's awesome. I'm going to pick Love it. first ring. And Love you're it. What are you going to get me? You're I'm going to use it. The secretary or the understudy or, you know right. what I mean? You're always yeah. going to get me. Yep, great. And it, Good, it sounds so, so simple, right? But it's powerful. I love that. Like, hey, I, you... It's a physical experience. It gives the customer a physical experience. I love that. Love That's it. Like... Okay, cool. What, what's number four? Uh, all right, team or solo. Oh, how many units did you do last year? You know, how many units did you sell? Because I think you want someone who sells 15 to 20. You, it eliminates the part-time agent yeah, model. Right. right. You don't want someone practicing on you. Like, hey, I sold six because I do this part you know, in what part of the country? Look, in this part of the country, you could probably make a living doing 10 sides a year, not even one a month, right? But a lot of places, you can't make a living. You can't eat on 10 sides a year. You got to, you know, and if someone's doing 10 sides a year, that means it's part-time. And I think a seller deserves to know if they're hiring a part-time agent, right. you know? Um, yeah, and, and there's obviously opposites to that too. Like if you're a new agent yeah. um, or, or whatever, you can be like, yeah, you know, this is my first listing ever, but listen, I, I will do whatever it takes. I'll pitch a tent in your front yard and sleep in it. 
I mean, that's how much time I have. You're going to yeah. be the only person that is going to be calling me, and I'm the only person. I'm going to work like a dog to get this sold. That's right. You can totally counter it, but that's the way I approach it. Yeah, that. absolutely. Yeah. And then how many so far this year, which is a useful metric, I think, for a seller to see, is this person's business growing or shrinking? You know, is this person static? Or are, they, is there, mm -hmm. are they on track to do more business? Is their business expanding? Or is it contracting? You know, are they dealing with something in their life? You know, like, uh, you know, my business contracted a little bit last year. So if I let it get much smaller, then someone's going to say, all right, well, you did 20, 24 or whatever. I did 20, yeah, 24, two years ago, 20, now 15. Something's up. This guy's got other things on his plate. You know, that's a worthwhile question for a seller to ask. It's, it's not a definitive make or break question, but overall, when you get four agents together, you can begin to see, oh, yeah, this one's on an upward trajectory like that. All right, cool. So I think we got the first five down. We got, um, you know, list price to sale price ratio, which is massive, I think, probably one of the most cool. important ones. How many houses did you sell last year? How many houses did you sell this year? Mm -hmm. Then we got, what, what, what yeah. are the ones that we already covered? Uh, yeah, sure. Solo agent or team. Solo agent or team. Got it. And uh, what's your commission? What's your commission? So that the, the second one is like a, is the, actually like two questions. So th those are the first five. So what, uh, what do you got for six? Yeah, I'd like to, I like it when they ask, oh, I think they should ask for the names and phone numbers of references, like a job interview. <laughs> like you're interviewing someone. So give me people that you've actually sold houses for so I can call them and talk to them. And uh, I think anyone, you know, I've seen good agents that have those people and I've gotten those names from people. And very rarely does anyone call a reference in general in life. And uh, they are, but it's a, I've never had a job interview where they didn't ask me for references. Right. Yeah. No, job interviews ask for references. That's what job interviews do. And if you're going to pitch yourself as I'm interviewing for this position, not assuming the sale if I'm a nice guy, but I'm actually interviewing for it, you should get three. And you have three people you can give them to and no better Absolutely. sales. Absolutely. And there, there are not online reviews that are people that you could talk to. That's right. And you could say, what did you, you know, and I even have like a little coaching thing about what you want to ask them just to make sure. Or even email, right? They can email them. And you know, I've, had, I've had to get references from people from email and say, hey, you know, you've used this videographer, or you use this, what, you know, what's your opinion? Did it end? Totally. I mean, you know, email's that, fine. That's right. And then the last question is how much would you sell my house for? Um, mm. You know, which is a sort of an obvious question, but it, it is that you definitely need to ask it. And it's also, you want to make sure that, you know, when you go in to actually for the interview, you want to, I always like to make clear, listen, the, you're not, the idea is not to find the person that says they can sell it for the most. I mean, I can sell it for a million. Do you think if someone came in here and said they could sell it for 2 million, they're a better agent? I mean, it, it's the market gets to decide how much your house is worth. So you're not asking how much I can sell it for based on, is it a criteria for me? It's a criteria for you to get to decide, is that amount worth selling it? Um, does that make sense? I think I'm Yeah, absolutely. Talk. Okay, fine. Absolutely. But and it's a chance a to have that conversation. Point. Yeah. And, and of course, you should be going over price, obviously. That's the whole reason, one of the reasons you're there. Yes. But it's a tough, it's a tough one, especially in seller's markets where, you know, you're at 101% of sales price on average, right? That's and, right. I mean, it's hard to get them to believe that they should price it at X and get 5% more 
then just price it at 105% of your recommendation. That is always a tricky one. And, and, you know, occasionally you'll run into the really, really sharp cookie client that realizes that's how things get sold for the most money. And, but most of the time you're fighting their fear that you're, they're going to get undercut, even though in a seller's market like we have here in Seattle, it is literally impossible to underprice a house. You could price a house at a dollar and get the right amount for it. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. So let's talk a little bit about the story of what's going on with this uh, seven questions. So you made it into a book. Mm -hmm. Of course, now people are buying it online, but also you've used it and you're using it regularly to obtain listings. It's kind of become your calling card. Tell me about that. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, on one hand, it for sure creates authority. No one else is sending them a book. You know, I, no one's throwing out my book after they get it, you know, no one, and that's what they do with business cards. That's what I do with business cards. Um, but I can't remember the last time I threw away a book. Um, so, you know, and it cost me five bucks and it's a, it's a great way for people to, um, you know, begin to relate to me like an authority, like someone who's actually even a consultant uh, on their side. I'm very non-biased with it. The book is, does not pitch me as a realtor. It's not a pitch book. It's not, here's the, how great I am. It's really like, look, this is the most expensive thing you're ever going to buy or sell. You should do this rationally. And, tr and chances are you're not going to. And here are the pitfalls that you're likely to fall into if you don't pay attention. So, um, it just comes off as very on their side. And uh, I was sharing with you earlier, Pat, I had a really interesting thing happen. I sort of really want this to happen. I just couldn't believe it happened all by itself like this. But hmm. um, someone in Southern California, you know, far from me, uh, hates their agent, Googles, uh, how do I interview an agent? My name comes up. He gets my book. He watches my videos. He calls me and says, hey, I read your book. I have a couple of questions about interviewing agents and you know, if you really, if the agents on the call on uh, uh, listening to this recording can real think about how would you feel if some person sent you an email with those seven questions and said, Hey, I'm interviewing agents. Could you answer me these seven questions and sent you just those seven questions in an email, which is what I recommend that they do. Um, how would you feel about that? And I have found that agents fall into two camps. One camp is the, I cannot believe you're asking me these questions. Yeah, or they're scared that you're going to judge them based on that. But, you know, here's the reality. Um, that's like, um, it's already there. It's kind of like, you know, like uh, Nate Martinez in my uh, certified listing agent course, he gives them a pre-list book with what they should sell the house at before he even gets there. Yeah. And a lot of people would say, man, that's ludicrous, Nate. You're, you're going to lose it because, because if they don't like the price, they'll cancel the appointment. But it's Good. really there, right? With Zillow and with Redfin and with, you know, they, they already know what their house is worth. Yeah. You know, it's getting, the, the, those numbers are getting better and better and better. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't real estate listing appointments uh, be more like lending tree for mortgages where it's like, here's the rate, you know, four and a half, two points. Yeah. Right. Here's, here's my, here's my commission. Yeah. Uh, and I have found that people, um, you know, some agents are just, my view of this is that they're entitled. They have the experience of being, I have the experience that they feel like entitled to something versus, no, this person is going to give you 3%, okay, on a, in my market, that's $20,000. Uh, 
I don't know about you, Pat, but $20,000 is a lot of money to me, you know? And if I was going to pay someone $20,000 to do anything for me, I, I would feel... I would feel entitled. I'm the person that should be asking the questions. So I want to make sure the sellers all feel entitled. You it's know, kind like, of like having a lawyer, right? You, it's I mean, just like having a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, then the, so then the agent says to you, hey, you're some random in Seattle. I'm not going to answer those questions for you. Right. And then you tell the seller, hey, you know Don't what? call that guy. Court, court, Courtney X is, is not the agent you want to use because – he refuses Why? to disclose what her commission is going to be. Or whatever. She's this, she, they're just entitled. She just doesn't yes, feel like yes. it's worth the time to answer. So, you know, I got this guy four agents that all were willing to answer the questions, and I would hire any of these four people. And now it's a question of one of those four people winning the business, you know, actually now being simpatico with his, you know, with his profile, with his disc. Is this someone who's going to work with them? You know, does he fit for their culture? But at least we know track record wise, these people are likely to perform. And, um, you know, here's a thought. It just popped in my mind. Have you ever thought about taking your book, right? That you're giving out to people or, mm -hmm. or taking your, you know, the seven questions mm -hmm. and licensing it, right? Making it, uh, you know, allowing other agents to put their face on as the author and uh, kind of like chicken soup for the soul. Right. And, um, allowing them to put it in their market so that they can say, hey, I wrote this book, even though they didn't really write it. Yeah, I've thought of it, you know, and there's certainly people that do that. You know, there's a coach, a couple of people that all come to the top of mind that do that. Um, it's not really that kind of book that it, I think they could take the book, frankly, and leave my name on it and just say, look, this is, I subscribe to all these notions and here's my answers to the seven questions and here's how I operate. And, um, and then just go for it. I, I don't think it's the kind of book that would make sense for someone else to put their name on. It's too, um, I, I've thought about it, Pat. I'm not, you know, let's see what happens over the course of the year. I mean, it's been out for all three months. So yeah, yeah, right, right. Well, we'll talk, let's, let's talk about your free gift. Everybody that comes on the show, as you know, uh, yep. brings a free gift and, uh, we take that gift. We put it in your show notes which I'm going to put on uh, hybendigital.com backslash Aaron Hendon 2 because this is your second time on. It's A-A-R-O-N-H-E-N-D-O-N and the number two. Tell me what it is. Uh, well, it's actually the seven questions. Uh, it's a little guide of how to avoid hiring the wrong agent and hiring the right agent, finding the right agent. And it includes the seven questions. And if anyone wants to get that and then make it their own, you know, like I've taken things out of that toolbox, Pat, um, no problem telling you I've stolen things out of the toolbox and made them my own, the FISBO listing. Oh, that's I encourage you to do it, yeah. Yeah, of course. And I encourage anyone who is a high-performing agent that is proud of their track record, you know, can say I sell houses for more than average, um, to steal those questions and get them out in the marketplace. You know, you can send that, this thing to your designer and if you're a solo agent, change it a little bit, whatever. But the point is, take that, use it, go rock it. You know, let's go, let's go, you know, and then let me know. Let me know how it goes. I want to meet more high-performing agents in other markets, you know, so that I have someone high-performing to refer people to. So I'm not just going off a personality-based referral, which is like, oh, yeah, I know Sam in San Francisco. He's nice. Mm. No, I know Love Sam it. in San Francisco. He sells home for 4% more than average. That's the guy you want. Boom. So, boom.
I love it. I love it, Aaron. Well, this this has been awesome. So, guys, hybendigital.com backslash Aaron Hendon 2. Uh, also, you can get the seven questions if you just go to the toolbox, uh, hybendigital.com backslash toolbox, or text the word toolbox to 444-999. Aaron, listen, this has been a blast, buddy. If I'm ever out in the Seattle or uh, your little island off of Seattle, I will definitely uh, look you up and we'll get together and break some bread. Pat, I really look forward to that. I hope we run into each other soon. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers. And I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.